Hey guys, thanks for tuning us in for this start of Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. Special guests on this episode include Dr. Maria Mayor. We'll also visit with Ron Belushi. The Season 2 of Get a Clue premieres today on the Game Show Network. We'll also share a visit that I had just before Christmas with our good friend Hayden Haddock. We'll talk about his single Where You Come In, new music upcoming, and also some tour dates for 2021. If you would, please take the time to subscribe, drop a like, comment, leave some feedback, and share with your friends. Well, 2020 was a year that I used the term heavy quite possibly more than ever. Now, the word describes so much. I mean, our emotions, finances, learning new ways of doing things. But 2020 was also an opportunity for many of us to look inside of ourselves, and that's kind of what brought this whole podcast about, which is why I'm still learning about podcasting each and every day. I do want to say thanks to you for taking the time to listen and be part of this journey with me. Now, we've had great guests so far, and I look forward to sharing more great visits over the days, weeks, months, hopefully even years to come. Well, starting off our season two is going to be Dr. Maria Mayer. We'll be visiting about the search for Bigfoot continuing as Expedition Bigfoot returned last night on Travel Channel. First off, Dr. Mayer, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. It's my pleasure. Good morning. Thanks for having me. And, and uh, unlike uh, a lot of folks in 2020, you guys actually uh, w- were able to take advantage of some of some of the downtime in uh, in that search for Bigfoot. And, and Dr. Mayer, tell us a little bit about uh, how important that extra time was this year. Well, what made this really exciting is that we were actually going out at a time when we know that animals all over the world were acting very strangely. I mean, basically, animals were showing up in places that they'd never shown up before. Uh, animals were turning up that we hadn't seen in, in many, many years. And so we thought this was a really unique period in time, uh, like no other, to go and find something that if if it's out there, has been hiding uh, from us really well, right? The ultimate social <laughs> distancer. So we hope that that we were capitalizing on what we were seeing. I mean, I study lemurs. I have been for for about twenty years, and lemurs, which are generally very shy animals, were turning up in major city, cities. So it's pretty incredible. So we thought this gave us a really unique chance, uh, not to mention we're still using the algorithm, which really pinpointed where we should be going. Uh, we were following what what is basically repeat migration patterns that we know of other animals. It seems to be the case uh, with Bigfoot sightings that they tend to return to the same place, and that at least that's what's re- reported. And so this was just a really special time to be out there. Now, now, Dr. Mayer, have you ever, w- when did your interest, I guess I should say, where did your interest first uh, get sparked for the for the search for Bigfoot as well? Well, I have been uh, a primatologist for nearly two decades, and my interest really lies in going after animals that are unknown to science. I discovered the world's smallest primate in in Madagascar, Uh, animals that have not been studied before because it's too difficult, Uh, people couldn't find them. Uh, There's several examples of those that I was successfully able to find and study for long periods of time. So I'm really interested in the possibility of discovery and the search and and expeditions. And so this presented a really unique opportunity. I thought, you know, 
if if it's out there, then I want to be the one to find it. And you know, as Jane Goodall to quote to quote Jane Goodall, uh, I I really hope. It is, right? So I love the possibility of discovery, and this really was that chance to go out and, and, and find something. Now, now you talk about uh, the gadgets, the gizmos, and all the, all the technical jargon as well. How much, uh, how much of the good old-fashioned uh, tracking actually takes place in, in the expeditions that, that, that we don't, uh, don't, don't actually see? Oh, a whole lot. So, and it's funny because I'm actually in what you would call an old school explorer, right? I like boots on the ground. I feel like that's the best way to do it. And so we would spend uh, no, no less than 10 hours uh, a night, I should say, because we would start in, in the afternoon and go all through the night um, searching for eye shine. And during the day, we would search for tracks. We would look for evidence of uh, sort of disruption in nature. You know, when you're out in the forest, there's a lot of disorder. Uh, so when something looks orderly, that's actually what catches your eye. And so we were doing boots on the ground expedition the entire time we were out there. As much as the technology helps, which it really does, it gives us an edge. And because we're out there for a limited amount of time, it really helps to make up for, you know, not having, say, six months to be out there. But there's nothing like just putting your eyes and your feet on the ground to really look for something like this. And, and, and how much does the excitement grow for you as, uh, as you feel like you're getting closer to, to the, uh, to, to a new species basically, because, because folks have never, uh, we, we don't have one on exhibit, if you will. Right. Right. So here's the, the way that I look at it. Uh, there's tens of thousands of eyewitness reports, right? Even if they're all wrong, except for one, all we need is one to be true. For me, the, the search and the mission is worth doing because it means that there is something out there. Um, we're having a one-hour special that's premiering on Sunday, January 3rd. Um, it's called New Evidence, where the team and I re- review all of the evidence that we accumulated last year. And we take that into this next expedition for, for, the, for the new series. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that we, well, that basically that I learned from last year, really <laughs> eye-opening stuff. Uh, you know, I had never been out going on a, on a Bigfoot search or a hunt. Um, and now my eye was a little more attuned to the things that we should be out and looking for. And all I can say is uh, this expedition changed me and it changed my view. There are things that we saw and evidence that we found and things that we recorded that really changed the way I look at this. And, and Dr. Mayer, as uh, uh, the, the, the female Indiana Jones, as you've been called so many times, how has, <laughs> right. how, how, has, <laughs> how has this expedition maybe changed your, your process moving forward in, in expeditions? Well, you know, it's funny that you asked me that because I went into this really not knowing uh, what, what Bigfoot hunters do. And what I came to learn as is that they actually don't do things much differently than primatologists do out in the field when we're tracking, for example, gorillas. I use the same skills that me and the, and the local trackers use to find uh, gorillas and, and other animals that are really difficult to find. And it's basically these small clues that they leave, uh, leave behind. We, we collected uh, hair samples. Uh, we found some really exciting uh, footprints. Uh, there's other evidence that I can't disclose at the moment that it, it's like I said, this expedition really changed up the game. 
That's awesome. And again, uh, the, the the season continues on uh, on Travel Channel. And uh, Dr. Mayor, I always want to make sure and uh, and let folks know where they can keep up with, uh, with everything you've got going on social media-wise as well. Yeah, so you can find me across uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Maria Mayer. Uh, and, of course, you can find all that on my website, mariamayer.com. All right. Well, Dr. Maria Mayer, it has been a privilege to visit with you this morning. Hope you have a great rest of your week, and uh, hopefully we can catch up again real soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Hope you tune in. Up next, we visit with game show host off the Game Show Network from Get a Clue. Rob Belushi visits about season number two, which premieres today. First off, Rob, Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year to you and to all your listeners. Thank you for having me. Now, the uh, the new season of Get a Clue and uh, in, in the midst of the craziness that uh, that we're a part of, Rob, how much uh, different was uh, did it did things look coming for uh, making season two come to fruition, if you will? Oh my goodness! You know, it was a uh, a deliberate and artful production uh, navigating some of the challenges that we're all facing right now. And Game Show Network did a great job of keeping everyone safe, our contestants, our crew, our producers. Um, but there, there were a couple changes made to the show. We took our, um, our four-person teams and took them down to three so we could, you know, get to know them better and also keep everyone uh, safe at a safe distance. Instead of me running back and forth like, uh, like the human hamster I was in season one, we have me just kind of posted up in the center of the stage, uh, steadying the ship as opposed to, um, you know, running around as much, screaming and yelling. So it's a, a more focused show. You get to know your uh, our contestants a little bit better, and um, things play out um, uh, in a little more controlled way. Our first two rounds are slightly different as well. So the first round, you'll if, if, you, if you're a fan of the show, you'll notice that... Um, our conditions are only allowed uh, one guess instead of multiple. And then in round two, um, instead of a multiple guess round, it is a list of seven words that our team captain gives clues to and the other team members play. So small changes that we think make the show a lot more fun and uh, a lot better. And uh, we think if you watch Get a Clue Season 2, starting today at 4.30 on Game Show Network and Game Show Network app, you will agree. Um, but in the end, I'm incredibly proud of our producers and our network and all our contestants for coming together to give new episodes to our fans because they've been wanting them. And uh, it was tough to do, but um, it was difficult without being unpleasant. Now, now, Rob, did uh, was game show hosting, was, was that ever on, uh, on your uh, timeline of, of bullet points of things that you were looking forward to doing in, uh, at, at, at a younger age, if you will? say not really excuse me i i i never thought i would be a good host um it wasn't something that that i had uh just a space that i thought i would inhabit you know i think we all kind of maybe think i I don't know have a a, a little shyness about being ourselves um on tv and i i definitely did but um you know, the, the producer at Game Show Network, Jay James, saw me for something else, and he said, I think you'd make a great host. Let's give it a shot. Uh, and he knows a lot more than me, so I just said, okay, I'm going to trust you on this. And it's been 
the most fun job I've ever had. I get to meet new people. I get to make them comfortable and have fun. Uh, and I get to give away money to people. Uh, so really, I'm, the things we plan for ourselves um, are great, but sometimes surprises are, are, are the best thing to allow into, into your life. And, and that certainly has been true with uh, hosting on Game Show Network. It's an incredible company to work for. They really support you and uh, make you feel valued. And, you know, in any workplace, that's what we all want. That's right. And, and Rob, d- during the pandemic and uh, all the craziness that everybody's had to endeal, endure, what, is, what has been the bright spot for you? Maybe, some, maybe a, a, a newfound talent that you have. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I guess the bright spot has been trying to find ways to be in service to others and I guess the ability to find a routine. I, um, my, my life is not exactly a nine-to-five life, so um, it's, it's important to stay busy and I, I set a routine for myself. And then um, I've tried to uh, volunteer and donate and um, be helpful to other people around me, um, you know, different populations, and, you know, through Zoom and virtual, uh, virtual arenas, I'm able to kind of reach out a hand more. So um, I also have a charity in Los Angeles that I, that I work for called Angels at Risk, and I've been involved with them. Um, so it's given me time to just focus on my family and focus on others around me. There you go. And again, the season number two coming up four thirty four thirty Eastern, maybe four thirty by the by the time we get there too. Three thirty <laughs> local time. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, get a clue, check it out on GSN. And Rob, always want to make sure and let our listeners know where they can keep up with everything social media wise as well, my friend. Oh, thank you. Yeah, at Rob Belushi on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, at Game Show Network on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to see you there. All right. Well, Rob, happy new year to you, man. Best of success with the new season as well. Oh, thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, our our next guest, uh, I guess we can now say, well, other than Meathead, our monthly guest that talks about grilling, Hayden Haddock is our second most uh, visited guest here on the podcast. And, uh, Hayden, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to, to visit with us and uh, obviously getting ready for Christmas a little different this year around, right? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me back on. Uh, I always appreciate it. It's always a good time. And yeah, like I told you, we're out here doing Christmas a little early and I'm sure you can see in the background here in the, <laughs> I'm in the DFW area, it's about 70 degrees, sunny. So we don't really feel like Christmas, but it's it's you know, could be worse. <laughs> that's that's a Texas Christmas, though, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, now, tell us what's uh, what's been going on since we visited last. I mean, uh, I, I, we mentioned before we came on the air. It seems like every time we talk, something big happens within a couple of days. So, last time I know that uh, you were in Nashville. I think a couple of days after we spoke last time. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, we've just been doing a lot. You know, we've been trying to get back out on the road and do shows as much as we can, and we were actually pretty. Uh, pretty fortunate with that. And, you know, of course we did it as safe as we could. Um, but we got uh, lucky enough and I can't remember last time if we talked, if I had signed with red 11 yet, that was, uh, that was what was just about to happen. Yeah. That's what was going on. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, that obviously got finalized and done. And so I've been with them, um, I don't know, three or four months now, maybe, 
And uh, so they really kind of kept me busy uh, for the last little bit. And now we're kind of on a little break. Uh, we played our last full band show, I guess, last weekend or the weekend before. I can't remember. Uh, but, yeah, we were really just trying to stay busy and kind of get back out there the best that we could. Um, and then, you know, me and Trent, um, we uh, went back up there uh, I don't, like a month, a month and a half ago or so. And we started uh, writing for the next record. And uh, we're starting to look at some outside songs and stuff. So we're, we're hoping to get back in and record uh, hopefully early, like first quarter of 2021. So. Now, what uh, what have you learned in the last few months? Uh, obviously, still not uh, getting to play a whole lot uh, at, at shows with very many folks there. Obviously, but has right. uh, the technology have have you've got to be glad that you're young and understand the technology better than <laughs> better than us old guys, right? Yeah, well, funny you say that. I'm actually not that good with technology. I know the basics, but it's like this is my first time. Uh, I was kind of worried because I wasn't sure if it was going to work. <laughs> but every time I've done Zoom calls, I've always you know gotten my computer so kind of like today i was asking my brother if he had wi-fi at his place and i'm always scrambling to find wi-fi <laughs> wherever i'm at and my my little brother who's 14 he's like you know you can just download the app and you can just put your headphones in and do it off your phone and i'm like no way so that's why i'm sitting here doing it on my phone I'm like this is pretty <laughs> sweet but uh no definitely uh the whole technology thing um like i said i've learned a lot and obviously without it uh, us musicians would have been a little more screwed than we are so uh you know all the all the uh <clears throat> live stream stuff and all that stuff is a it, it's a good thing <clears throat> now what uh what what goals have you set for 2021 i mean uh, we're, we're right around the bend uh finally ending what has been 2020 so how is how has your goal change goal setting changed or or is it maybe even uh, gone a little more if you will right um yeah, 2021, it's kind of one of those things, uh, you know, people always ask, like, what we're doing in 2021, or if we're going to play here, or if we're going to play there, and I'm like, you know, I tell everyone, you know, and I'm, I'm sure as everyone knows, it's like, we don't really know what's going to happen, you know, it's kind of one of those things we got to wait and see, so it's hard to say, but like I said, um, I think no matter what, we're because I know, uh, I think no matter what, we're going to get in and record a new record and get that out there, and I I know there was a, a few guys, at least that I know of, that um, they were they like had a whole album recorded, but they were going to wait until they could play it live to release it and all this stuff. And I understand that. But at the same time, now with this whole, you know, uh, pandemic going on, I mean, everything's about streaming and social media right now. So I don't see why you wouldn't want to release something you know, brand new. People are just sitting around listening to music. So <laughs> uh, that's kind of my main goal is to go record i think it should be every time and i think we're going to be able to do that uh we've got about five songs together and i think all of them are better than what i've already got in a, in a good way uh so i'm super excited about that and uh and then obviously hopefully just tour you know a lot more and get to uh get our name out there more you know like i said uh, i kind of signed with red 11 in a weird time <laughs> so i haven't gotten to experience the full uh kind of what they can really offer you you know i've gotten a little bit of it but again, like you've said, it's in front of, you know, half capacity crowds or, you know, whatever it may be. So hopefully next year things turn around and that Red 11 thing really kicks in. And then that, along with a new record, hopefully it'll be a good year for me. Now, how has the excitement of the fans when you've been able to be out, has the excitement level still been there for the, even for the smaller shows? Oh yeah. No, you could, the people that do go are super, you know, they're, they're happy to be there most of the time and you can tell they're happy to get out and, uh, you know, I've had uh, plenty of people come up and, 
and say, you know, this is me and my husband or me and my wife or, you know, whatever it may be. This is our first time out of the house since this whole thing. So, <laughs> you know, we're just saying most of the time, you know, they're, they're drunker than you can believe. And you're like, I can tell. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I'm always like, well, I'm glad y'all are having a good time, you know, and, uh, whatever. But yeah, everyone seems to be really excited that does come out. And, uh, especially, yeah, the ones who kind of have been locked up for however many months we're going on now. Um, but it's just, it's crazy. It's the shows and the atmosphere and everything. It's, it's just way different. (laughs) (laughs) It's still weird to me. Now I believe we met, uh, in the early going of the pandemic earlier this year. So I wanted to give you a chance to kind of, kind of look back at 2020. I mean, I, I, I've seen you grow personally and, uh, just in our talks and, uh, in the music as well. As you look back at 2020 and, and the year and the growth that you've had, how do you summarize what this year has been, even in the midst of all the ugliness? Right. Uh, yeah, this year, this year definitely took my career, uh, to the next level and obviously still got a long way to go. But, um, you know, my first full record, Red Dirt Texas came out, uh, we released it January 31st, uh, 2020. Um, and so just to see kind of the love that that record's gotten, um, you know, over this year is crazy. Um, you know, Red Dirt Texas, the, the song, this, uh, which was the first single off the record, uh, that went top 10 for me. So that was a first that did really well. Um, and then, you know, where you come in is out right now and we're watching that go up the charts. Um, and then, you know, this another song off there, Still Dancing, got added to that big Texas Music Now playlist on Spotify. And uh, my streams, you know, have gone up way up on Spotify. Radio has been doing great um you know all kinds of stuff so i really couldn't ask for you know much more and uh definitely the exposure's gotten out there and then obviously you know going back to the red 11 thing that was huge for me um and then just a couple weeks ago uh which we haven't done a press release on it yet we were waiting till i can go see trent here in a couple weeks but um trent wilman actually just came on as my manager um so that's obviously going to open a lot of doors for me and really help me out there and so there's a lot going on, even though it's been a, a crappy year, but uh, <laughs> again, it could be worse. <laughs> that's that's right. And, and to see folks like Trent who, uh, well, folks in the industry know, know that name and, and to know that he's got your back and, uh, and, and you've got support of somebody like Trent. I mean, what's that mean to you on a professional side? Right. Uh, it means the world to me. And, uh, you know, even from the first time I met Trent, he's just, I tell everyone, he's the most humble, uh, like humble, just nicest, will, you know, give you the shirt off his back kind of guy. Um, and he's really just taken me under his wing and, um, you know, I, I don't, yeah, it, it means a lot to me and especially for him, you know, cause he doesn't manage anyone else. He never has done it. Um, he said it was something he always thought about doing, but just never did it. Um, and then, you know, he actually approached us about it. Um, we're saying, Hey, me and me and a, a partner of mine, um, you know, we would y'all be interested in letting us manage Hayden? And I'm like, well, hell yeah. So, <laughs> so I, don't, I don't think there's anyone uh, better for that job, you know, because he's he's done the, the live uh, like the live music thing, been been an artist, uh, put out music. Obviously, he knows the production production side. And then obviously he's been right there by, you know, Cody Johnson all these years, Kevin Fowler, Roger Baker and kind of watched even probably some of the management decisions. So I think uh 
I don't think there's anyone better. I think he knows his way around, and I think uh, people are going to know they can't really give him the BS because he's going to know it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's somebody you got to have in your corner, somebody that they can't pull the BS on, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, Hayden, of course, uh, if folks want to find more information uh, about the music, uh, upcoming tour dates as those become available, and and the new music as well, uh, where's the best place, my friend? Yeah, so the best place and easiest is just my website, which is HaydenHaddock.com, and that will have links to all my social media, uh, Spotify tour dates, merchandise, all that stuff. And then obviously, I'm on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I'm thinking about making a TikTok. We'll see. But before that, (laughs) go follow me on the other ones. Those are all Hayden Haddock. There you go. You're going to have to to work on, uh, on the steps a little bit for TikTok. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. I, I can't. I actually have an account made. I've got like twenty followers, but I don't know what to post, so I have nothing posted yet. <laughs> we, we will wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Hayden, always good to visit with you, my friend. I, I wish you a merry Christmas, a happy New Year, and I look forward to catching up again with you real soon, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. If you ever have a comment, question, or anything else you'd like to know, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GQ with Cam. If you'd like to help out in the funding for this podcast, click on the support tab and follow the instructions. If you have a special guest idea, email me GQ with Cam at gmail.com. Again, thanks so much to our good friend Brandon Allen who penned the music for us. For the theme to Good Questions with Cameron Dole, we'll let him play us out and we'll be back with episode two of season two coming up tomorrow. 